Welcome to Tailgates, Tips and Takes. I'm Brendan Peterman. That is Lewis Faulkner. Hey now. How are you this fine week? Uh, tired. Other than that, though, that's normal, right? Has it, been, has it been raining at your house? Uh, no, not yet. But it's been raining dingers all across the land. <laughs> yeah, let's get that's into right. it. Not, not <laughs> college football. Right. Diggers. <laughs> Diggers, not college football. My word. Uh, we talked about him earlier this year, Pujols. In a Friday game, he hit back-to-back homers, so he went 699 and 700. He is now at 700 home runs for a career. And as of while wow, we're recording this on a Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Judge, I believe, was it Tuesday or maybe it was Monday, Judge hit homer number 60 for the season. Ah, uh, He hit it last Wednesday, actually. Or was it last Wednesday? Okay, so I don't know why the time is all off on that. uh, Well, to to, to just just so you know, uh, throughout the course of the year, he was getting walked once every nine at-bats since he has hit 60, because nobody wants to give up 61. He is walking once every three bats. So, folks, that tells you the pitches he's getting. Yeah. Low and away, low and away, low and away. <laughs> High and tight, low and away. High and tight, low and away. But yeah. he's getting more first pitch strikes than he's seen all season. So he's not expecting that and not swinging on them. And then he's getting nothing after it. Well, he should probably try to change his thought process then because he's been stuck on 60 for a minute. Well, I'll, um, call, him, I'll call him after the pod and tell him you said something. Yeah, yeah, let him know. Yeah. Um, so my big question on this, just in baseball altogether, is – does anyone really care that this is happening for anyone under the age of, I don't know, 30, 25? Because I work at a kind of a labor type of job, a labor intensive job, uh, you know, as compared to desk jobs in the past for me. And, you know, it's kind of a water cooler job, right? Hey, did you see what was on TV? Did you see this? Did you see that? Blah, blah, blah. No one mentioned baseball. So is it a dying sport? What's the problem? I, it actually goes into college football and football, uh, the NFL. They have become 24-7, 365. You can thank ESPN for that. Um, but you can also thank their marketing because when the football season ends, the draft is the immediate focus. Free agency as well. Free agency and the draft. Mm-hmm. Then you immediately go into the OTAs. Who's, who's on a franchise tag? Who's on the hot, like they have a hot stove now 24 seven fantasy football has made it easier for you to care about football. And like I am in dynasty leagues, which means that my teams don't dissipate every year. I don't select at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They go round and round and round. I actually discuss trades on random Saturday nights in the middle of July. So therefore it's not, it, it never dies. And Congratulations, NFL. You've done something because when we were kids, I didn't care to week six of either season. At least. At least. Because then baseball would be over. That's not the case anymore. And that I'm at the NFL and college, and in college now has a transfer portal and now has, you know, signing day, not once but twice. It's both have managed, especially now, and we'll get into this later with conferences. Who's jumping to who and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you're right. For not college football, I mean, it's just. And how many teams in baseball can truly win? Can truly win? Uh, I'd say probably six. Every year, about six. And the problem is there's normally four on one side and two on the other. 
So you kind of have a feeling for who's going to be in each championship, each league you championship. You have a surprise series. on both sides every year. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, kind of know. It's kind of a two to four horse race by the time it's really said and done, and you kind of yes. know. And the trade deadline only makes it worse because the teams with the most, the most leverage, well, stop. The thing that the thing that I think baseball has failed to capitalize on is that you know there's a trade deadline there's like the hard trade deadline and then there's like this kind of like this waiver deadline a whole month later yes where you can still pick up a player but you then have to trade for him or do something else and it's just completely awkward like you said in NFL you know you have free agency starts a week after the Super Bowl in college football they have two different signing days now which is completely insane and wild so because of that, yeah, I think baseball just it's not even that it's by the wayside. It's just it's it's by the no side. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it's September 28th. And I'll be honest, I, 20 years ago, I could tell you what team was in first place, who was in the lead for the wild card, et cetera. I can't even tell you who it is. I can't even tell you the top six teams in each league, much less. I, mean, I care. I care about judge. Yankee history is entwined with Red Sox history. Right. Um, part of the reason he didn't get a pitch all weekend last week, and he was playing the Red Sox, and there was no way a Red Sox pitcher was giving up 61. No way. Right. Not happening. And Dan Patrick actually spoke on this, and he said, that's the one team that I'm going to go, nope, he won't, he won't get it from the Sox, and I completely understand. And he didn't get it from the Blue Jays either because they're fighting for a spot. Now he's going to mm-hmm. go against the Rangers and another crappy team I can't remember off the top Ooh. of my head. So, yeah, I mean, he's he'll get there. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into four downs. Uh, For those who listen often, uh, week four was a bloodbath in our picks. Brendan won the week at two and five. I'm awful. I'm Sabining right now with Vandy scoring a field goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just losing it inside. Uh, I went ahead and put up a big old um, golden sombrero plus two. Uh, I went 0 for 7. So that was sweet. You know, a lot of teams won, but didn't cover, you know, just kind of one of those things where I went 0 for 7 against the spread. But in reality, I think I went four and three or something like that. So it happens. Uh, I think last year we had two really poor weeks, both of us. Right. So, I mean, it does happen every year. There was one that was simultaneous and one was yours and one was like, yeah, because you pick different games, folks. So, I mean, that's bound to happen. So Yeah, we try not to pick the same before we start the pod, we try not to pick the same teams or the same games. The only ones we will pick are our own teams with each other, but that's about it. And then on second down, I wrote down, is parody a thing? I kind of mentioned this last week, NIL, college football, transfer portal, the way it is. Like, it's so fluid. You don't have the same team from year to year anymore. Is parody a thing because we have the NIL or is everyone becoming more talented you, you see the, the question I'm asking, like, how, how is parody a thing and does it exist yet? I, I It does because of the transfer portals, which we've spoken about previously. So let's not dive into that one. But it's also because of the fact that there are coaches getting chances that used to not. Those, those lesser schools hmm. that we said, hey, now they're holding on to their coaches for longer periods of time, i.e. Wake Forest. Great yeah. game, by the way. Fantastic yeah. game. Wake Forest, be proud. You lost in double overtime to Clemson. That would never have happened four years ago. But you can't oh, yeah. coach. Now you're a part of the conversation. That's the only game you lose all season. 
God bless you. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good conversation. If that was the only game they lost, and this is 2026, they're still in the top 12. I guarantee you, at yep. the end of the year, they would be in the playoff. Hoorah. Good for you. Keep your yep. coach and, on. And to be honest, Baylor's sitting in that same boat right now. They lost to BYU at BYU in double overtime by six. So they keep winning out. They have a real shot at this. Yep. Of course, they got Oklahoma State this weekend. Good luck with that at home. If, if they win out again, and that's, yeah. you know, again, you gotta keep winning. Yep. Got to keep winning. I also look at it this way. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is more ability to study games better than ever because of technology, too. And I, I didn't touch upon this last week. And I, I actually, sure. listening to the pod, regretted that. You can go study every angle now. It's not just yes. that one 50-yard line from ABC. Standard def standard. on the VHS tape. Yep. Yeah. For sure. There's there's a, you know, NFL, I think, does the all 22 on the weekends. Like, they yep. run the, the replay of the thing. They have stuff like that for college. If y'all don't think they have that, then you are sorely mistaken. Because the programs that are, you know, got the backing of the money, the backing of the, of the dough. They have that kind of technology at their fields. They don't share those cameras with you. I guarantee you they share it with their teams. And, um, you know, speaking of big teams, big conferences, in the future, we're going to have big conferences. We're going to have conferences that are, you know, 16, 18, 20 teams deep more than likely. What is that going to do for NCAA football? I'm actually, after this past weekend, and, and this, this was, you know, a, a topic that I thought of while I was watching Oklahoma go down. So you mean to tell me they're the best of the best and they belong in the NCC? Okay, you just added to maybe the second tier, but you might be on the third tier now. So you said you added something, but all you're doing is adding to your lower end, in my opinion. You're adding mediocrity, which is what we've been yelling from the jump. I don't see, maybe Texas jumps up there because Texas has that Texas money. And I know Oklahoma has some of it, but... I don't see that jump from either one of those teams. And and again, Texas lost. So how are you going to tell me that that adds to the SEC? It doesn't add. It's, it's, I, it's, I don't think it adds. I think it just adds eyes. You know, I mean, yeah, the Alabama-Texas game was well viewed around here. Don't get me wrong. And you have more and more of those kind of matchups around here. Like the, I, I know in the fight song, it says the eyes of Texas are upon you, right? Yeah. In the Texas fight song, but it's true. I'm not a Texas fan and I will watch at least one half of Texas football and the other half uh, of a football game. I watch Texas A&M people down it's here good. love football. I, I I'm going to give a little antidote of a story and, and I'm sorry, I don't want to go too, too long into it, but I'm going to give it a, just a quick shout out back around 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. It was this, the Texas high school state quarterfinals, not semis or finals, quarterfinals in Texas Stadium, old Texas Stadium. It was Highland Park High School, which is a very wealthy suburb of Dallas, versus Ennis High School, a little country town south of Dallas. At the time, Ennis's quarterback, Graham Harrell, who went on to play at Texas Tech, and he's an OC all over the place. The quarterback of Highland Park, Matthew Stafford. That game had 47,000 people at it for a state quarterfinal game people here love football we will watch football and if you put the sec on 24 7 around here it's going to get watched yeah in in that part you're going to get so okay get that money but i don't see them getting a better program at the time 
no. and maybe they'll turn into that. But then you're so oh, let's say AM got AM got Manziel and Mike Evans at just the right time, right when they entered the SEC, and that's what made them hit. Texas and OU are gonna have to do the same thing. Yep. Who are those recruits gonna be? Who's gonna step up? Yep. Um, and then fourth down. As we're going to record this, um, obviously, Hurricane, I believe it's Hurricane Ian. It's a Cat 4. It's looking like it's headed straight for Florida. A lot of Florida things are already being moved. Um, For example, I believe uh, Eastern Washington Florida game has been moved to Sunday. Yes. And will not surprise me if it affects other games, as well as they have already said on the NFL side of things that the – Tampa. Tampa game will get moved to Minnesota. Minnesota will host that game if, um, if needed. The Chiefs-Bucks game they'll host up in Minneapolis because both teams can make it there. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to weather like this, you know, I grew up in South Louisiana. There were plenty of hurricanes, uh, tropical storms, etc. Um, sometimes games moved, sometimes they didn't. I remember the Katrina year. The Saints actually played in San Antonio and had like a nice little decent following that year. So. When it comes to sports, is should it truly matter? There's going to be a lot going on for some 19, 20-year-old kids, right? They'll be worried about their parents, grandparents, et cetera. The NFL solution, they're working to, to 18 games, which I believe will turn into two bye weeks. Which that, should be the norm. Yeah, I right, agree with that, that. That, that, I think, so moving to a week that nobody plays or move around the schedule, there should be a way mm-hmm. to do that preseason where you have enough contingencies obviously if minnesota was the contingency here okay good well there's no hurricane in minnesota so okay fine right not going college to. games have a bigger issue again i think it was central florida and smu yeah that is moved um that is moved i literally just saw the ew florida thing come across saying okay it's uh, and, and again we're going to see a lot more so it's yeah, not we, you know a, the bigger issue that i have with this these are college kids and and one of the lines that i chose i'm, I'm now sitting here going man i feel guilty was ridiculously low in my opinion but then it's a florida team that's away from home and are they going to be consumed with how's my family doing because it's not one of the bigger universities it's not one of the, the major right. universities you know and I, I don't think it's fair to the kids. I and, and when I say kids, these are still kids, you know. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. They're 17 to 22. I mean, for most part. I agree. Yeah. And I, I mean, it should be postponed indefinitely, and then it should be made up again. There is a four-week period between true goal season and the end of the season where you can make these games up and not hurt yourself. Like, don't put yeah. the onus on the children your tv rights are not more important than a college student and their family i'm sorry they're just not i know the professionals are a little bit different i get it but i likely uh you know what it looks like from all all reports that i've seen it looks like it's going to hit kind of the tampa area um and i'm not saying that all the kids don't have people there but you know uh he was referring to florida atlantic university which is on boca raton which is on the east side you know it's north of miami probably about i don't know 45 minutes an hour or something like that. But even then you're going to have family everywhere. It's going to be a mess. Um, I just feel bad for them. And and yeah, I agree with you. You can make up that game at any time, to be quite honest, you could throw that um, after the bowl season's kind of over and put it like on a Friday night game, kind of give them a prime time game, which I think would be kind of cool for some of these kids. There's a lot of ways you can make it up. You could just, for one, you could just 
cancel it. I, I've always said this about baseball and other uh, professional sports, other sports in general, cancel it for now. And if it has some sort of playoff ramifications, then you can reschedule it. And if not, just give them their money, give them, you know, the NCAA should have some sort of money pool as if they don't have enough money as it is. <laughs> they should have some sort of money sitting around for things like this, for events like this. You lost out $3 million in revenue. Well, cut them a check for one two five or $1.5 to try and, you know. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck might have to uh, jump into the shallow end for once. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get to our picks. We've, we've been rambling on enough. So the bloodbath that was week four, you went two and five. So now your record's sitting at 17 and 12. I went straight 0 for 7. I'm sitting at 10, 17, and 2. I need to get off the schneid here. It's looking ugly. But let's go straight into our teams. we got Penn State. They've got a home game against Northwestern. They favored 25 and a half. How are you rolling? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not going against Penn State against Northwestern. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, not I would not, I would not take this at Northwestern, by the way. We do not play well there. So True. let me politely say it is it is location, location, location. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick side note on that. Northwestern has a, what do you call it, a drawing out for their new stadium that they're coming up with. They're going to de- demo Ryan Field and come up with this new field. Looks really swanky, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to roll with you on that. Penn State, 25 and a half, definitely at home against Northwestern. It's not Northwestern's year, right? We talked about this. Northwestern's a every four- to five-year team. When they had Rashawn Slater about two seasons ago before he came in the NFL, that was their big year. Yep. They're still down. They'll be up in two or three years. Uh, other game, Florida Atlantic University at my school, North Texas. Florida Atlantic favored three and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm I'm taking Florida Atlantic. And that's where I, I told you this game was off by like six points to me. Like, I don't. I and, yeah. and that's that's probably the hurricane. So I'm I'm taking yeah. Florida Atlantic because I I would give up a touchdown easily and not even mm-hmm. think about it. No offense to your North Texas, but this is no offense taken. Um, I thought they could not cover against Memphis, and then they did. They covered. Uh, they only lost by ten. I'm going to roll with North Texas in the points just because they're at home. It's close enough. It's not quite Vegas zone. It's not quite pick 'em. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, I'll take North Texas. If I lose, I lose. But, you know, I'll roll with my team for now. Your lock. I'm looking at it here. You got Temple versus Memphis. Memphis minus 19. That's your lock this week. I'm taking it. I don't like Temple. I don't think they travel well. And yeah, Memphis at home is a different beast. You guys got lucky last week. I, I We both yeah. that way, you know. I, I believe it was a backdoor touchdown or a, a, a backdoor cover. Yep. I did this a little bit last year, and at some point you kind of looked at me and went, dude, you're really going for the fences here. You're you're taking all these top 25 games. You're kind of getting after it. I'm going to go back to that strategy. Okay. My lock, I'm taking Clemson at home, minus six and a half against NC State. It's a Saturday night game in the other Death Valley is what I refer to it. I'm taking Clemson. I have no problem lock. with it. It's a revenge game. I actually like that. Oh, I know. But I really believe they'll win this by a touchdown because they're psychos. And that DJ kid, for not being the world's best quarterback, has looked better. And that's all you need at Clemson. You just need someone to, to drive the bus. Yep. That's my thought. You're like, no, 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 don't take it. Don't take it. No, I, you know what? I, I actually, because it, it, because they beat Clemson last year, this is, that's mm-hmm. the game to take. Like, it's a revenge game and it's at home. Done. Yep. All right. So we're going to get into your picks. Guess who's playing UConn this week? Fresno State. 
Fresno State on the road, minus 24. You're taking Fresno State. I mean, that should be 50. I'm sorry. But Fresno State has <laughs> an offense. And well, they are going West Coast to East Coast. so They are, and it's an earlier game. It's not quite early, but it's it's early-ish. And so, yes, I think that I think that gave them 10 points. I really do. So Yeah, I, yeah I, a 2.30 game for them, that's what, starting at 11.30? It's not too, too bad. Not too, too bad, but, you know. Yeah, yeah it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And then I also see you got here, you're taking Liberty – at Old Dominion, Liberty minus three and a half on the road. I I, with that. I don't I like Liberty. I think they've been okay. okay. And I I just I, Liberty I think, went for two against Wake Forest and lost. That's the only reason they lost that. I but here's the thing: Old Dominion's getting too much credit for beating Virginia Tech when you and I could probably put 22 people together and get within a touchdown this year. Yeah, so that's fair. I'm just you know. Actually, we were talking about it the other day at work. Me and this. Uh, Coworker of mine, we devised a team out of our coworkers just for fun. Because I work with a bunch of these dudes. I call them like bulls. Like there's one dude who's like 6'4", 240. Oh, okay. Yeah, like everyone – I'm not a slight man. Let's, let, let's finish this conversation out real quick. I'm about six-foot-ish maybe on the edge of 6'1", and I'm about 210. Okay, I'm not, I'm not horribly athletic. I, I, I get it, yep. I'm not ripped. I'm none of those things. But we got dudes at work who are like 6'3", 280, uh, 5'10", 240, uh, 6'2", uh, 250. And I'm just like, damn, we got half an offensive line just sitting in front of me. <laughs> we can just run the ball down people's throats. Good old eye formation. I like So it. anyway, and then your last pick, you're going to take the number one team in the land, Georgia, at Mizzou, Georgia minus 28. That's easy for you? Easy money? I watch those SEC short films and <laughs> yeah. when it, you know, when everybody's making fun of Georgia for Kent state, believe me, they hear it. They heard it on campus. They've uh-huh. got to go to Mizzou. They've got to throw it down. I it, it's, yeah. it's over. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Well, for my picks, I'm going to go, I'm not going little schools this week. I, I feel like you've kind of gone little schools minus Georgia. I'm going to go with all, you know, power five teams all playing from different places. My first one is this Purdue at Minnesota, Minnesota minus 12 and a half. I thought Purdue was going to play better this year and they haven't. And Minnesota has surprised me with how well they are playing. That the two teams were heading in opposite directions. We didn't yeah. know what the opposite was, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the it's kind of like stock yeah. up, stock down, right? So stock yep. down is Purdue and stock ups, Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota 12 and a half minus 12 and a half. Another one I have on the board that's going to be a little interesting. Same kind of thought process, just a little bit, even though this team I'm picking against had a great game last week. We discussed it earlier. Wake Forest at Florida State. Florida State minus six and a half at home. I'm taking Florida State with the six and a half because I think this is the letdown game for Wake Forest. They got so close to beating Clemson. Oh, congratulations. And now it's a bit of a letdown. Their season's over. I I hate to say it, but it's it's over for what they were shooting for. And I I could see. Yes. Yes. Now, if they bounce back and they're resilient and they win this game or they cover, cool. But I could easily see them being down 14-3 in the first quarter. And now – now they're scrambling to try and cover. That's my thought process. There. Well, they, they've also got a lot of people that are pissed about last year getting beaten. So this is mm-hmm. now going to be their their revenge tour as well. Yep, it happens. Uh, there was a game on the board I was thinking about, UMass at Eastern Michigan, to see the gray turf again on TV. No, your TVs aren't broken. It's Eastern Michigan's field. It looks ugly. 
Uh, but I'm going to stay away from that. I'm I actually going you out of that. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. <laughs> so Oregon State at Utah, Utah minus 10. You guys let me down earlier in this year, but I think it's Oregon State and it's another one of these stock up, stock down things. I think Utah is going to roll you. And I got it at minus 10 Utah. So those are my picks. I got Clemson lock six and a half, Minnesota, Florida State, Utah. You have Memphis as a lock. You have Fresno State, Liberty, and Georgia as your picks. So now let's get to it. I know you're excited. You're literally doing uh, evil Mr. Burns hands from the Simpsons right now. I'm going to give you a choice. It's the FU game of the week, week five. No, 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 no. I'm going to, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two regions of the country. You can pick okay. the region. Oh, I can pick a region? You can pick the region. Okay, go. I'll tell me what game. Okay, you that's fair. You get to pick the West Coast, or you get to pick the country that is Texas. Uh, I'm kind of tired of picking Texas games. So my choice is West Coast or Texas? It is. Okay, well, the tacos are better at one of these two places. And I'm going to tell you where. It sure as hell ain't the West Coast. It's Texas. I'll take the Texas game. UTEP, minus three. Versus Charlotte in Charlotte, plus three. Wow. You just screwed yourself because the other game was easier. Oh, well, so be it. The other game would have been California plus four at Washington State minus four. Oh, I would have taken Washington State in a heartbeat. I That's know. the team I'm playing with on the dubs. I, that was actually going to be my first pick. See, you, you talked yeah. about that. I do like Washington State. I think they're awesome. Go Cougs. UTEP well, at Charlotte. UTEP at Charlotte. one of uh, Zach Wilson's schools. Yeah, <laughs> funny. Man, that's a tough one. I will go do a little bit of research like it even freaking matters. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go pretend to look up me, stuff. Let me, let me look at your previous schedule. <laughs> let me go look at your previous schedule just to make my decision even dumber when I make it. <laughs> Didn't UTEP lose to, to North Texas earlier this year? They did. Uh, they lost to North Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Their wins are New Mexico State, Boise State. God, talk about a team of ups and downs. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah, I'm going to go against them. I'm going to take Charlotte with the plus three. Like, good God. What a brutal game. Yeah, thanks for the – that That was that was brutal. When it wasn't UTEP quite – no, When UTEP wins by 30, I'm going to call you on Saturday. It wasn't quite no Vaseline ice cube dirty, but it's pretty dirty. So, thank you. You're welcome. That was, those right. two games were not pleasant. I, I, yeah, no, they weren't. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to try and do you one better, which I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm going to put you smack dab in the middle of the country. Indiana, undefeated Indiana, I, I still believe. Let me double check that. At Nebraska, Nebraska plus five. Wait, no, Nebraska minus five. Good God. Are you sure you're giving me that game? Yeah, Indiana. At Nebraska, Nebraska minus five. I'll take the points. You're taking the points? Taking the points. So you're Nebraska minus five. No. Oh, you're taking the points the other way. Sorry, you're Indiana. Yeah. Sorry, I I, 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 I I normally pick the winner, but that game could be that game could be a two point two points Easily. either way, and I'm gonna win. So that I'll take my I'll take my five. That that to me means that Indiana was favored by eight. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking, or I'm sorry, did they, they were not, no, I'm sorry. Nebraska was favored by two and has home field. Yeah, I'm taking the points. Uh, by the way, Indiana lost to Cincinnati. Sorry, I thought that they were in the field. Yeah, but Cincinnati's not bad. I'm, I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, I know. But they're still, not, it's just not, like... not terrible, so... Terrible. Man, Kim Jong-il, crazy. Talking about I want to blow up the world. Yeah, Indiana, good luck, man. Uh, after this Nebraska game, four, three out of their next five, they got Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, Ohio State. Um, I knew I knew we were in there somewhere, and we don't like them after they beat us two years ago. are staring at eight and four right in the face, maybe even seven and five. All right, well, that concludes our picks. Recipes and cocktails, you got one? I, I have a, a very, very good steak recipe. Okay, hit me. So I'm going to keep going with my marinades. Mm-hmm. Um, I have discovered a marinade that includes pineapple, tomato, and French dressing. Wow. You put all of them together, marinate the steak, and of course, medium rare it, and yep. you serve it in with pina coladas. You serve it in the what? You serve it with pina coladas. Oh, pina coladas. Oh, wow. It's it's the second summer perfect tailgate. Wow, that that sounds delicious. Let's see recipes, recipes. I don't have one. It's okay. I, I can't think of a single recipe that would be good. Ooh, you know what? It's starting to get cold outside. Got one. Um, my mother stole it from a cookbook a long time ago. But in our house, we call it Mexican cornbread. It's very simple. It's got corn in it, duh. But the two things that I love about it is at the very bottom of her baking pan or whatever, she puts ground beef. Then she puts a layer of cheese. Then she puts a layer of jalapenos. Then takes her cornbread mix and puts it on top and bakes it together. So it's this ground beef, jalapenos, cheese in the corn, like well worth your time. I would definitely take mom's Mexican cornbread. I've gone back to back weeks, so maybe I'll, I'll, you know, I, I've hit up two relatives. Now I got to hit up uh, maybe my sister for one of her recipes for next week. Done mom, I've done dad. So. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. And your cocktail, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go with the pina colada. Pina colada. Because, of the, you know, I'm, 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 I, I mixed and matched on this one. That's fair. So, and, and I, I prefer mine frozen. I, I don't normally like frozen. I, I usually like on the rocks, but pina coladas need to be frozen. Got to be right there. That's fair. Okay, so I like um, all kinds of different beers, which is fine. But this is just my dad's favorite trick. So if I go home to visit, Pops will ask for beer, and he'll say grab two. And actually what he'll really say is grab four. So for anyone who's following along, Dad doesn't say grab two, one for you, one for me. He says grab four. He says, grab one for you, grab one for me, and take the other two and put them in the freezer. Ah. And so what happens is you're drinking the first one. It's cold. But then every beer after that, when you go to the fridge, you're just, you're, you're, um, cycling. you're cycling in the freezer. So all the beers after that have a little chili slushy thing at the top. Nice. So the Mexican cornbread, the chili beers, it's, it's good times. Good for you. That's the way I roll. All Just right. Don't forget about them before they explode. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there before. And you know what? Sometimes you have a beer that you just got to leave out on the porch for an extra 20 minutes before you open. Unless you want to just go everywhere. What's your takeaway now that we're on week five of college football? My takeaway is this. 
all the players that are supposed to be anointed and all the teams that are supposed to be anointed are still showing us their flaws. Um, mm-hmm. This is why I hate rankings. This is why we will not get into that topic again. I want a more balanced schedule. More I, balanced. I, I, I want it. I want it to be like the old days. I want. I want the three weeks of easy. I don't okay. want the games in the beginning because I feel that it's it's this is not professional football. Right. I want. I want the younger classmen to be able to get into the swing of things. I want the teams at their maximum when they're playing each other. I don't want Alabama, Texas, week one. I don't. I don't want a week two. Or week two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just. I'm sorry. I don't. I want a balanced schedule where Michigan, okay, I think it was week four, finally had a Big Ten game. Well, at home, at their fourth home. home game in a row, right? Um, and couldn't cover. They it showed they showed their right mentality I mean, there. Penn State had one away week one, and let's say that Purdue had pulled that game out again. That was that I Purdue heading south, but I mean, isn't that why they're heading south? They lost week one to Penn State. Yeah. What were they playing for after that? Yeah, they were they were torpedoed again, at that point. If they if Purdue loses to Sisters of the Mary Poor State A and M Tech, <laughs> that's on them. But losing to Penn State week one shouldn't destroy your season. It's like during the COVID season when Penn State lost on that bullshit two point play that never scored. By the way, I'm not bitter. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> but, but then, but then every single player opted out after that game that was going to the NFL because they're like, we don't have anything to fucking play for. Yeah. That destroys done. recruiting. It just like, give us yeah. those games where we're going to have three or four wins and then we're going to play the big boys. Can I say it? You want North Texas in week yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a game to, for us to go to. Oh, North Texas, Penn I, State. I, would, I would find a way to make it there. I, yeah, I, would, I, I, I drag you kicking and screaming because you would be kicking and screaming leaving. So that's why not, why not enter and exit the same way. You know what the funny part is? It would probably be a spread of like minus 52. And if we covered, I'd be the only idiot screaming like we covered, we covered. And everyone's like, who cares? We beat you, you would by scream like- that once, maybe twice before <laughs> everybody else would get to you. And I'd just be sitting there going, that's fine. And here's my co-host, Lewis Fontenot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, my takeaway of week five so far is just it doesn't seem like there's the one guy. Remember? 15 we sound so like old men on the porch but remember like 15 years ago when there was just this guy's gonna win the Heisman or these three guys are gonna win the Heisman it's not like that anymore I mean yeah Bryce Young is up there but he's only mentioned because he won it last year and no one else has really stuck their neck out as like damn I'm the I'm the guy there isn't the guy anymore. Where's the alpha guy? Where, well, where's the alpha male? Where'd he go? Here's, here's the problem. And, and, and this goes into what I just said about playing all the sisters of the Mary Poor. We don't put stock in those 400-yard games against North Texas. No, you don't. You don't anymore. Because uh, who was the guy? Was it Kellen Moore that lit it up at A&M? At Boise State? Year? No, no, yeah. no. Not Kellen Moore. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my goodness. Texas A&M quarterback, uh, not Manziel. Guy after him, like for three three games, he had like oh probably uh, passing. I'm guessing like Kenny Hill, possibly something something like that. And he was going to be yeah. in the Heisman two two weeks later. He's out because he sucks. And yeah, yeah. I think that was when we started to learn we can't anoint players. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, there you go. And on top of it, here's where you start to see television coverage helping the lesser players. I was never able to see San Diego State versus Fresno State. 
no. at 9 p.m. on a Saturday ever I'm, before. I'm going to piggyback off of that and say streaming services, right? I mean, yep. the fact that there are so many places to see games, Fubo, uh, ESPN, uh, the Plus. SEC Network, ACC Network, you know what I mean? ESPN, like, the Ocho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just every game, if you want to find – I. I'm fairly certain of this, and we could probably look it up. I'd say like 95% of all NCAA football games are streamed somewhere. I would say 100. You can find it. I would say 100 now. It's, I it's probably, but I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Yep, you can see it. It's got to be high up as compared to, you're right. Back in the day, it was CBS as the 230 SEC game, and when that shit was over, oh, boom, here comes a Murder, She Wrote rerun. And oh, I was East, I was East Coast, so it would yeah. start It would start at noon. I yeah. had a noon game that I'd watch, and yeah. you better pick which game because you didn't flick back and forth. Back no, 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 none of that You shit raced there, to right? the bathroom on, on timeouts, You whatever. You had yeah, yeah. 12, like you, you say 230, that was 330 for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then you had the night game, and then mm-hmm. you had some weird Pac-12 game. Yeah, Pac-12. So you had, you had four games to choose from, and if you didn't watch anything else, you had to read in the paper the next day and pray that the game ended before the newspaper went to print. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. And Hawaii um, played in the next year, so don't even bother. <laughs> if it was a Hawaii home game, uh, you found out about that on Wednesday. That's pretty true. <laughs> hey, you know, um, you know what games are never in the newspaper ever. Uh, would that be fucking Greenland? Yeah, University of Greenland. Go yeah. F yourselves. You're right. Yep. All right. Brendan Peterman, Louis Fano. please make week five better than week four. Praise Jesus. We Are need you, a better That's week. not going to take much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you went 0-7. I thought you if actually I win won one game. game, I'm texting you. I'm going to be like, well, the streak's over. We're back in the win column. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I – mean, <laughs> I, I know my my uh, two my two and five was was not good for my standards, but so my stellar. god, a goose egg! And and I didn't know, folks, off pod. And I got I'm sorry. I know we're trying to end this off pod. I thought he had won one game, and I was wrong. And nope. I I didn't even get to celebrate in my own happenstance of the goose egg until right this second. And yeah. now I'm doing my jig. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Greenland all over again, just losing everything. <laughs> you should, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> Well, you guys have a good week. We'll catch up with you later.